Good morning. We'll try that again. Good morning. One more time. Good morning. So delightful to see you here this morning. I would like to introduce to you the Reverend Dr. Lakendra Hardware, who is joining the, the community as one of two interim campus pastors this semester. And you've already heard from, but I will officially introduce to you in this role. Uh, I want to say Reverend, but she goes by Gwen Gustafson Zook, and I probably killed her name. We are was working. Perfect. Was it perfect? Was perfect? Amen. Let's say amen for me. Amen. It's okay. All right. Uh, but she is uh, the other interim campus pastor this semester, and we will be working together this semester, so you'll see both of us in different capacities. But the important thing is we are working together to serve the community here. And we would like to say, this is all new. Um, this having us in this one campus pastor position as two people. But with newness comes lots of opportunity. Opportunity for new friendships. Yes. Uh, opportunities for new experiences, new insights, as we work with somebody we didn't know as of two weeks ago. Yes. Right? Um, opportunities for new struggles that help us to see where it is that we may have preconceived ideas and opportunities um, for new ways of having fun. And I will say also, there are lots of opportunities for you too. For example, it's all new and so there is new chocolate in the front three rows here. And I notice that there aren't, they aren't filled up, but for those of you who are not aware, there's chocolate in the front three rows of the sanctuary on days of chapel. Are you all aware of that? Yes, see those who sit there are aware of that, but those of you who don't, anyway. There's a new coffee following chapel, thanks to our friends at College Mennonite Church who are offering it right out here by the um, College Church office, so feel free to stop by there. Uh, there's new opportunities to engage with each other in new ways. Mm -hmm. um, Are you noticing a theme here? New? Thank yeah, you. Thank you. <laughs> is anyone else noticing a theme here? Y'all like, is this a comedy Chocolate show? Chocolate and coffee? No, but we can no. laugh. We can laugh and we can enjoy our time together. Yes. Now, one of the things that Reverend Lakendra and I have come to appreciate in this past, these past few weeks is that we need each other. We are better together. And so we are finding that as we enter into new roles, we also are finding that we have new, uh, a, broader, a broader range of things that we can offer the community. Yes. Because as we work together, instead of just one of us, the community actually benefits. So we welcome you into this journey of newness in these coming days uh, to walk with us and to find uh, newness as we explore together things like what it means to be in this community together. We talked about the beloved community on Monday, but what, how do we work that out? Uh, Reverend Lakendra and I are hoping in coming weeks to carry on some conversations around faith and around race. Mm -hmm. uh, Reverend Lakendra is looking toward having some community-wide Bible study to, starting tomorrow, I'm going to be hosting a community-wide contemplative prayer 
every Monday through Friday and starting in the prayer room at 9.05 and anyone and everyone is welcome. I don't know if we'll all fit in the prayer room, but it is in the basement of Culp, but if we need more space, we'll find more space. So it's all new. It's all new. And we welcome you to stand aside, or beside us as we join into taking this journey together in this moment, in this place. So thank you for joining in this service of worship. And I just want to offer you an invitation early on. So we've all said this is new. We're going to say it again. You will hear it from us all semester. It has really struck us. This is all new to me. I literally arrived on Goshen the day before I started, in Goshen, on Goshen's campus, the day before I started. So everything is new to me. But one thing that is great is seeing your faces, learning your stories, and sharing your journeys with you. But I'm going to invite you to try something new in chapel this year, this semester. Something new. If it was the place that you just came to kind of do what you do and get checked off that you were here, then try something new. If it's the place that you always came kind of worried or burdened or tired, listen in a new way. If it's the place that you didn't quite always get everything that was said, but you are willing to take something new away each week or each time that we gather, then that's your new thing. But we're inviting you into the newness of a semester together. And with that, let's stand and join in singing Blessed Be Your Name. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful when your streams of abundance so blessed be your name blessed be your name when I found in the desert place the walk through the wilderness blessed be your name sun shining down on me when the world's all as it should be blessed be your name blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering though there's pain in the offering blessed be your name Boy, out turn back to base. And when the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your. 
assistance team, I would like to say welcome back. I hope your first week has been fulfilling and stress-free. My name is Aaliyah Bird, and I'm a third-year education major, and I'm very excited to worship with you all this morning. But first, we have another introduction. This is Kampa, and he's going to introduce himself, and our team is very excited to have him on board. Good morning. My name is Kampa Stemple, and I'm a freshman nursing major and business minor from Harrisonburg, Virginia. And I'm excited to be a new addition to the worship team to continue finding new ways to explore God's love. Today, you are welcome to come. Come just as you are. Bring all of you. Let the peace of God's love shine in your heart. As the enemy prowls like a roaring lion, enter into this space like a green pasture and lie beside quiet waters while God restores your soul. Feel overwhelming peace in the knowledge that God is not only the God of your success, but the God of your struggles. Feel comfort that he is the God of that part of you you don't want anyone to see. He says to you today, he's not just the God of your victories, but he is the God of your defeats. Join together in your brokenness to form a peaceful community. Feel at peace in this space. Bring your thoughts, bring your pains, bring your anxieties, bring your joys, Bring your depression, bring your hope, bring your heart, bring your broken heart, bring your busyness, bring your brokenness. Stop. Be still and know that I am God. Let's pray. We give thanks, Lord, for the beauty of your creation. Guide your words to be evident today. Make your peaceful love known among the people of Goshen College and beyond. Guide us to understand how to share your love. Bring clear and evident comfort through your love to each individual in pain or in joy. In your name, Jesus, amen. 
At this time, we will pass the piece and just some background. This is a tradition that was brought to Goshen College by a student from Colombia. Her family worked in a church in Ecuador, and that church had accepted Colombian refugees during a time of war between, and hostility between the two countries. The two communities came together in the church to intentionally build peace with one another and to kind of see past their differences. And they decided to follow Christ's example of peace and his extension of grace. This is a cherished tradition at Goshen College, and in a time of history where it seems our differences can kind of become our identities, I invite you to now to be intentional in your peace efforts. Reach across to your neighbors and maybe someone you don't know and be open. Shake hands, high fives, however you see you need to greet them. The only requirement is that you say, peace be with you. So get up and start moving. Today we have some wonderful students, Amira, Micah, and Deborah, who are going to share a bit about their faith stories and what it means in their respective faith traditions and cultures to be a peacemaker, and what peacemaking has looked like and currently looks like to them. Good morning, everyone. So my name is Amira Alshriga, and I'm a second year biochemistry major, minoring in psychology. Um, and so when I was asked to talk about this, I agreed to it. I love talking, so here I am. <laughs> so, um, salam. And so this word is used to greet people. It's a shortcut, because if I say it's gonna be a full sentence, so we'll stick with this word. And um, the word Islam is derived from this word. And as, as you all can see, there's already peace in just the name. And to best define Islam is to establish inner and outer peace within yourself in harmony with the will of God. You know, we all need guidance in our lives. We all need peace. Therefore, you could say that the primary job of a Muslim is to establish peace so that justice will always prevail. And so I had time to reflect about this and what's going on in the Middle East and my country and war and people are like, you know, being kicked out of their homes and it's a bit hard to see them struggle. So peacemaking to me is striving for justice because peace cannot be without justice. And so, however, justice does not come that easy. If we try to, it's, it's not gonna be that easy at all. But at the same time, it does not necessarily need you to change laws, policies. The simplest form of justice can be found within yourself. It starts with you. So what can we give to others? How can we make the oppressed live and ace their heart? How can we come to live with difference? All these questions have an answer. It starts with you as an individual. My faith has helped me reflect on these questions. According to the Quran, relationships among all human groups should be based on mutual acknowledgement and peaceful coexistence, regardless of any similarities or differences, which might exist among them. The basic dignity of all people must be equally guarded regardless of race, faith, nationality, or ideology. This is a long statement, but it doesn't really ask for that much as much as it wants you to acknowledge each other and their struggles. And to me, that is a peaceful 
approach to, to like, you know, communicate with humans around you in society. Peacemaking is not a learned concept, nor is it in order. You know, nobody tells you to go out there and do something that seems to you a peaceful thing to do. Nor someone teaches you to do it. You, I guess you learn it from your experiences, but it comes from within you. You're going there, you know, to their world, I guess, and you show them that you're willing to embrace their stories and you're willing to help them and live with them, whoever they are. And to me, that, that just shows that you're outgoing, that you're, you know, you're going to be there for them. And since I haven't really experienced peacemaking as in, you know, changing something or doing something big for a community, as much as just being there, sometimes we all need someone to be there for us. And to me, that is peacemaking. Thank you. Could everybody stand up and open their purple book to number 16? My name is Micah Raber. I'm from Millersburg, Ohio. I'm a third-year business student, Ohio. Yes. <laughs> business student this year. And I wanted to share one of the experiences I had last year of peacemaking and being on the receiving end of that. So this past year, I spent time outside of the U.S. working in Greece, um, working with people who have fled their homes, people who are part of the refugee crisis. I worked with a, an organization um, called Euro Relief, and we were helping people uh, get food. We were helping people with clothing. We were helping people with their tents, and there was a lot of tension in this camp. Many people had been there for 11 months or more, and there aren't jobs, there aren't very many opportunity, opportunities, so there's a lot of tension and a want to get out. 
and a lot of the people who were relief workers, like I was, um, were volunteers, but some were also paid. So there was tension between people who were staying in the camp as refugees and people who were helping with relief. This camp was actually a refurbished military prison, so the military also had presence there. And they came to us once and said, hey, we need to know how many people are in this section of the camp. And we said, well, we have about X number of people. And they said, no, that's not good enough. We need you to come with us and to count how many people are there, which kind of raises some tension when someone with a gun tells you to do something. So I went uh, to this section of the camp and was knocking on tents, knocking on, um, yeah. Uh, just not very good structures, structures for the winter. Um, anyway, you're going through trying to find how many people are living in this area. And we were knocking on different tents and buildings and I, I went around to the opposite side of one of these tents and there were two men, uh, probably in their 60s, uh, drinking their morning tea. And of course they didn't have very much tea, people don't have very much there. But in the spirit of tension and of conflict, there were riots that would happen at this, at this camp. Um, they offered me tea. They'd never seen me before. All they knew is that I had an orange vest and it said, you're really funny. And they offered me tea. They did not know me. They knew that I had the vest. They didn't know if I was being paid for being there. But that's something that really struck me and something I'm still processing is that this idea of peacemaking doesn't always mean these huge events that happen. It's the day-to-day -day choices. If I disagree with any of you, but we spend time together having tea or food, and we actually get to know each other, it's gonna be a lot harder to demonize each other if we actually spend time with each other and listen. That's something that I'm, I'm learning and that's what I'm understanding it being uh, a peacemaker is that it's these small decisions every day. So I think it's, it's good to hear stories, but then what's the next step? If you know someone who doesn't agree with you, or if you know someone, uh, or if you don't know someone, offer to have tea with them, offer to have coffee. Some of the best experiences and getting to know each other happens around those sorts of things. So every day, a step towards peace can sometimes look like a glass of tea.
Good morning. You see to point this on my chin, right? Is it on my chin? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, my name is Deborah Kankolongo Chidimu. I'm from DRC, Democratic Republic of the Congo. And I'm going to share my thought on peacemaker. My perspective, my perspective of being a peacemaker might not differ from you guys since we all are college students and we know what's going on and how to be at peace, kind of. But my life and my story is actually different. I was checking on some of the website and checking what it means to be a peacemaker and they just say it's a group of people trying to make peace by reconciling those who are like in a disagreement, which is actually good. But the real question here is, or are, how can we be a peacemaker in this world of violence, of war, of rape, of discrimination, stereotype everywhere? What's going on? How can we be a peacemaker in this world? How can we even think about love, peace, when we are not agreeing with each other? How can we go out there and say that we are at peace if within ourselves we know that we are not? And when I was thinking about all these questions, these verses came into my mind, or can say. It's in, Matthew, it's in Matthew, Matthew, I don't know how you guys pronounce it, 7, 5. Hypocrites, first get rid of the log in your own eyes, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Let us get rid of our own problem, of our own trouble before going out there and speaking about peace. Let us first start with ourselves because the world that we want to see, the world that we want to live in, must first start with us. If you go out there and speaking about peace, you are not different than, um, than a man or a person who's trying to just air their own opinion without even knowing the reason. I personally do not grow up in a peaceful country, seriously. We are like markets, I don't know how you guys say, always looking for predators. What's going on out there? What's, who's dying today? What's going on with the politics? You know? But I learn and I continue to learn on how to be a peacemaker every day. And all this credit goes back to my mom, seriously. I can just say that. She was, she's a strong woman. She stood up from violence, for anything that was like, that was happening to us, you try to make us the best, like, to try to come out with the best in, in, within ourselves. She just go with it. She was there for us. She prayed for us. I remember seeing her on her knees praying for us to just do well in life and continue. You know, when I say praying for us, it's like seven older brothers, so taller than me too. So, <laughs> so she was trying to just make us feel that we are safe in everywhere we go. She reminded me of just smiling everywhere I go and be at peace with people around me and me, myself first. And remember this, guys. Nelson Mandela said, as I've said, the first thing is to be honest with yourself. You can never have an impact on this society 
if you have not changed yourself. Great peacemakers are all people of integrity, honesty, but humility. Thank you. I'd just like to invite you all right now to stand up and bow your heads and join me in prayer. Dear God, thank you for all that you have brought to us. Thank you for all things that you make new. Thank you for all the things that you've allowed into our lives in the year that has passed, the good along with the hard things, which have reminded us how much we need you and rely on your presence filling us every single day. We pray for your spirit to lead us each step of the new year and the new school semester. We ask that you will guide our decision and turn our hearts to deeply desire you above all else. We ask that you will open doors needing to be opened and close the ones that need to be shut tight. We ask that you would help us release our grip on the things which you have said no, not yet, or wait. We ask for your help to pursue you first, above every dream and desire you have put within our hearts. We pray that you'd keep us far from the snares and traps of temptation, that you would whisper in our ears when we need to run and whisper in our hearts when we need to stand our ground. We pray for your protection over our families and friends. We ask for your hand to cover us and keep us distant from evil intent and enemies. That you, would be, that you would be the barrier to surround us and to keep us safe within your hands. We pray that you would give us discernment and insight beyond our years to understand your will, hear your voice, and know your ways. We confess our need for you for a fresh new beginning. We ask that you make all things new in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives, for the coming year. We pray for your refreshing power over us. We ask that you would provide for our needs. We ask for your grace and favor. We pray for your blessings to cover us. We pray that you would help us to prosper and make every plan that you have birthed in our, in our hearts succeed. We pray that others would take notice of your goodness and that they would say we are the ones that you have blessed. Shine your light in us, through us, over us. May we be the lovers of truth, peace. May the fruits of your spirit be evident in our lives. Your love, your joy, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your faith, gentleness, and self-control. Set your way before us. May all your plans succeed so that we may reflect your peace and hope to the world that so desperately needs your presence and healing. To you be the glory and honor in the new year and forever. In Jesus' holy name, amen. I invite you to remain standing and turn to the green book on page 44 and join us in singing the love of God. So this hymn um, will be centered in verses one to three. They'll also be on the on the screen. Um, 
the third verse fits quite well with our interfaith theme of today. Um, it was found actually um, by the, the, one of the writers of this hymn, um, scrawled on the wall of a psychiatric hospital by one of the patients. Um, and he had written it in Arabic there, citing the Quran. It's been translated, of course, here and made to fit the meter. But um, so it, 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 the quotation is originally from the Quran, um, but also it's um, even before that in an ancient uh, Aramaic text, the language that Jesus spoke, and it's still recited in Aramaic in some Jewish synagogues. So this has a very interfaith tradition. It's a beautiful hymn. So. Let's start with verse 1 and then go to verse 3. All of, to all of our speakers, thank you so much. To Amira, to Micah, and to Deborah, you have gifted us with our charge. When Gwen and I were talking about how to present ourselves in this new semester in a new way, we, we came up with two themes or two thoughts, and they came from conversation. New things can come from everyday things. We were talking about something, and um, <clears throat> at one point we were all having a conversation with Dean Perez, and we were talking about just the way that we are gifted in, and have experience and passions in different areas. It's a perfect complementary relationship. It really does allow me to access the better of myself by interacting and working with Gwen, and likewise, she, she gained something from working with me. Because we need each other. Because we need each other. And that's the phrase. She said something, we were sitting there, and she said, you know, we need each other. And when she said it, it stuck with me. And that was our first day one, day two, right, on the job. And then when we were talking again about the chapel preparation, um, something she was saying, and, or maybe we weren't even talking about this, but we were talking about something that we're doing in ministry or something we're doing on campus, and she said, it's all new. It's all new. Those are the two thoughts we give to you. We gave you an invitation to the new. 
We didn't just say it, it was even said in the prayer, right? So normally you hear about new things January 1, right? Yay! <laughs> new Year's re resolution, yay! It's not about that. You have been invited into a very new perspective today. Doesn't matter what happened before, doesn't matter who you disagreed with, what you thought you knew, what you thought you understood. Today, in this moment, is a new moment. But look around, everyone actually look, don't look at me, I appreciate it, but look around, look around. This would be a very different scenario if I were standing here in this room alone. Likewise, if you were in this room alone. It would be a very different scene, setting, experience. But we're not in this alone because we need each other. Oh, that's just, thank you. <laughs> Y'all gonna let her say it by herself? Because we need each other. Eh, I need to give you a little insight to me. I'm a Baptist preacher <clears throat> from an African-American experience of being a Baptist preacher from the South. We amen. are very, amen, <laughs> thank you, she got it. We are very big on call and response and that was eh. So I'm gonna say it again. If you were in this room by yourself, or I was in this room by myself, it would be a very different experience. But look around, we are in here together because we need Beautiful. Our first charge comes from something that Amira said. She said, sometimes we all need someone to be there for us. And to me, that is peacemaking. Thank you, Amira. Thank you for literally giving us the reminder that we need each other. Micah goes on to say, being a peacemaker is these small decisions every day. Doesn't have to be the big moments. It was walking upon two men with very humble means, sharing a cup of tea together and offering their cup or glass of tea to someone that they did know all they knew was that he showed up and he represented some bit of peace. They were in this together because we need each other. You're hearing the charge. And finally, Deborah encourages us with the words, I continue to learn how to be a peacemaker every day. Peacemaking is just that. I love that she said, and they all said it in their own way. It starts with me. A lot of times I'm not at peace. I'm disturbed by something I've read or seen or experienced. But if I take my time to settle myself and make sure that at least when I reach out, I'm reaching out with the best of who I am at that moment. I realize I'm not walking in this world alone. And I wanna say this, because as we walk into a semester, I am not new to the college campus environment and nor is Gwen. And so we know that there are things that you deal with in college life and in life in general for our faculty staff. We know that there are times when you will feel very alone and lonely and struggling. And our culture has us so tapped into other devices that we don't share with one another. Amen. But we need to remind you of one thing. And that one thing is, everybody stand up before you say it. We need Thank you, thank you. Well, that was good, that was good. Let's say it one more time, one more time. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The outside will still be there. Hold on. And there's coffee. And there's coffee. But one more time on the count of three. One, two, three. We need each other. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>